so I had a weird realization. Oh dear. Um, I realized that I now have the biggest boobs out of the people I'm dating. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the two and a half women involved in the uh, relationship dynamic? Would it be two and a half? Because, like, I think two (laughs) and a half would be, like, somebody who's, like, bi-gendered as opposed to, like, somebody who's non-binary. It would be, like... To an imaginary a number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, is to I feel like non-binary is more of an umbrella term that could encompass things like bi-gender. No, those are different things. Oh, okay. Well, what does non-binary mean to you? Non-binary means Ooh, that so like what the you, fuck does that mean? What do we call it? But the, I don't know. Let us educate you. Is let, what us we educate, let us educate you. This is you. like the first one we've done in this season. It's a floating segment. Yeah, you know, it just <laughs> pops up. It happens when it happens. <laughs> um... So, I mean, the way easiest way to think of non-binary is it's it it's none of the things. It, it's neither it's kind of in the name. It's not part of the binary. It's neither okay. inherently like uh, like woman or inherently man. It's oh, neither inherently fe- <clears throat> masculine or feminine. It is like it is somewhere outside of that binary, right? Okay. And so you could say that other things are technically non-binary because they exist outside of just the dichotomy of like masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. But like it's used as an identity to broadly describe somebody that just doesn't identify with either, and it's just kind of does their own. It's kind I of see. like just kind of doing your own thing. None of the above. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of how it's it's a kind of a term that's uh you know it's like queer in that it's a its definition is a negative one in that it is what is not the binary, right? Mm-hmm. So queer is just kind of any whatever is not the norm, right? right? You're queering something. It's in, the definition of it's inherently like a negative thing, right? Not like pejoratively, but right. logically. Yeah. Logically. Yeah. And so non-binary in itself is like it is anything that is not the binary, right? Not That is okay. not... I'm identifying as a woman or I'm identifying as a man or trans man or trans woman. So does Adrian, for instance, not really talk much about masculinity or feminine in relation to themselves? Themselves? Yes. I don't don't know what you mean by that, but I also, I don't want to like speculate, not just speculate, but like, I don't want to like dive into like their like gender. Yeah, I just was trying to use them as an example, but I don't know, just non-binary people. Do they tend to not talk about, because like I... In some ways, I'm like, well, I could be not. I could, I could conceive of myself as non-binary. I could go that route, but I really enjoy a lot of gender talk, and so like, no, I like it thinking is. about, yeah, yeah, no, okay, so like in that, like, yeah, Adrian definitely talks about it, like, but it's the same way that I talk about it, like how how everybody's gender kind of I think fluctuates a little bit, even if it's not as great in creative swings. Mm-hmm. Some days, some people are just a little more feminine. Some days, some people are just a little more butch, a little more mask, right? Right, and but so, that's the binary. I know, but like you could, but this is the language that you have to describe what yeah. you're doing, even though what you're doing to like how you feel doesn't fit within that. The words you have to use and the language that we've been given are, is still trapped within that. And so, like, that's been that's one of the hardest things, at least about like, um, like for me trying to use this much gender neutral, like wording or like figuring out just figuring out ways that i can like augment the way that i talk to fit somebody that is non-binary right fun little game no it is it's not it's not like uh 
it's not even like a, oh, I can't say what I want. It's like, no, it's like, yeah, I just, I've realized that this thing, there's this deficit in like my language, right? Yeah. And I want to fix it now. Cause like, yeah. I want to be able to like talk like that. Like, and it's fun to find ways to compliment and to ways to move around like, uh-huh. uh, like, yeah, a non-binary language gap. That's one of those things where limitations are really good for creativity. <laughs> This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your host. I'm Austin Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous boy lesbian. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. On FetLife, we're just Gender Fluids. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash genderfluids enjoy the episode y'all they're doing it like i did wait, where it's wait. like mm, i'm gonna oh, bit wear bit. a very ambiguous outfit that's a little leaning further and further yeah the outfits are inching the names inching pronouns are yeah you know. i've got a bunch of like clothes that i need to get rid of i think there you like, go <laughs> There you go. Look, it's like you're going to have to try on a lot of shit. The hardest thing, one of the craziest things about transitioning for me is like having to relearn the difference between looks that I enjoy Mm -hmm. and looks that look good on me. Because I did that, you know, when I was living as a man, right? Mm -hmm. There were looks that I enjoyed the look of and I thought they looked cool, but I, they don't look good on me. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that lesson. And so when I like transitioned, I just started wearing a bunch of shit and then all of a sudden things just weren't fitting right and feeling right. I was like, fuck, dude, I forgot that like, there are just some looks that I think are amazing and uh-huh. I wish I could pull off, but I'll never fucking pull off. And that's okay. And I got, and I just got to go back and relearn what looks look good on me. Yeah. And yeah, and the, it is, it's just like, you need to get a fucking garbage bag full of everybody's clothes that they're getting rid of and just try them all on. Just, mm-hmm. I've gone, everybody, every friend that I have that moves out of the city, I had this Instagram post about this the other day. It's like, some days I'll get dressed and realize every article of clothing I'm wearing is from a friend that was like clearing out their closet and was just like, Hey Austin, do you want clothes? And I'm like, yes. Cause it's yeah. expensive as fuck. Even if you're going to Goodwill and thrift stores and savers totally. to like buy, like being a woman sucks. It's well, no, hard, I'm just saying know? like, and you're trying to build a <laughs> whole expensive. new wardrobe and experiment at the same time totally. as an adult. It's, it, it's just, yeah, costly. And so like, I always think, you know, people, whenever they're getting, getting rid of clothes and things like, you know, uh, I'm just going to take it all to goodwill. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Do you have any trans friends in your life? Find one of them because yeah. they all need clothes. Yeah. They, they are a way better cost to donate it because for fucking sure they'll use it. Yeah. And if they don't, then they'll take it to goodwill. That's fine. But yeah. like, yeah, give it to a trans or queer person who's like doing some shit. Like instead of get, donating your clothes, I guarantee you it'll go to a wonderful cause. Like without that, I would be, oh, it, it would mm-hmm. be, it, I can't imagine like having transitioned without people giving me so many fucking clothes. Yeah. Not, so I can't. Not to a woman anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, you can transition to a man without 
as much of a budget. Yeah. Yeah. True. And you did give me some of your clothes, which is really nice. Your old boy clothes, which yeah. was nice of you. Thank you. It was just like. A lot of them were way too gay, but a little too feminine, quite frankly. But some of them were good. Yeah. Austin gives me her quote unquote boy clothes, and it's like, this is the faggotiest. <laughs> God damn it, Austin. I cannot wear this. Uh, do you, you know, today I was actually, I was kind of like uh, a little like misty eyed over like the fact that I like. I, I'm not I don't feel as comfortable being like in gay boy spaces anymore mm-hmm. because I like lived in gay boy spaces for so long I really enjoyed like those like kind of conversations and those groups of friends yeah and like when I go back there now like I can I slip back into that like feeling in that mode and I at the same time that I enjoy it it feels like super fucking dysphoric for me it's like this odd juxtaposition it's like the old and the new are existing next to each other. And it's like, yeah, I yeah. don't, I mean, yeah. I've been increasingly feeling weird about lesbians and their places for years now too, you know, yeah. like, and then now once again, I find myself devoid of a real community because I have to be <laughs> so fucking unique and different. But I mean, you know, I just realized like a, a way of conceiving of myself instead of like, I'm a boy in a chick's body. It's like, I'm a woman who's being a man, like, or being a boy in so many ways, you know, the way that I, the, it's like, I mean, maybe this is really stupid that, and you're like, duh, but the way that we live our lives is up to us. And if people are going to call this be- boy stuff, the way I live my life, then I guess I'm being a boy. You know, if dressing a certain way, having certain haircuts, um, having a certain temperament, having a certain uh, style of conversation, having um, uh, I don't, you know, a certain sexual energy... Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's why we talk about like the difference between like gender, like identity and gender expression. Mm-hmm. And so, and I expression is more than just like the clothes you wear. It's like how you live your life. Like how are you like living and expressing that yeah. gender? Right. And so it's just like, I think like your gender identity might be like a woman, but your gender expression is that of a man in a lot of ways. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's what I'm wondering about. Like, to what extent do I identify with being a woman? And it's very confusing for me. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you're still also, I mean, really probably what is, you're probably fucking, I think you're just in my head. I think of you as non-binary because hmm. you really don't fuck with like either side to like, you fuck with either side pretty evenly. You kind of like, you know, float around. And I think also, I just think if you just could like, be okay with like seeing yourself as non-binary it would clear up a lot of mental stress of you trying to think about like this dichotomy between boy stuff and girl stuff and how you're living it out it's like right i mean i guess i you know it's that neither and both thing um and i've always felt a little bit like all of all of the people who like really buy into gender you know, it's just like the emperor's not wearing any clothes to me or i wonder if i'm so different or if everyone else is just faking it you know because it's, I didn't as a kid identify with girl stuff at all. And they seemed to be so, like, just on a very simple level, in, into these pink and purple hearts. I mean, it was really like throughout my young childhood watching girls reject trains, cars, trees, nights, whatever, and, and only be interested in pink and purple princesses. Uh, you know, my, all my Lego sets were. Native Americans, I guess, and pirates and colonial people and, you know, like all all these little um, forest people. And my sister's Lego set was like a hotel with flowers and stuff, you know. So it's like, okay, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I, but I also liked the hotel, you know, the truth is I liked all of this stuff and I didn't, I, so I'm wondering like, does everybody really only like the stuff that's assigned to them or are people just faking it? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think, <laughs> I think it's a little column A, a little column B. I think a lot of people are socialized into liking things and socialization is just a form of brainwashing. You're brainwashed into really loving those pink and purple hearts, you know? Yeah. But I, I think some other people just actually like pink and purple hearts the same way that, you know, some people are gay. Some people are straight. I, it's really crazy to me when I meet like genuinely straight people and I'm, and I'm like, I believe you, like I believe you exist, but it's just, it's unfathomable. It's to strange. Me, yeah. Right. It's the same type of thing. I think just brainwashed. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, gender takes up more of our life than sexuality does yeah. because like you're, these are all examples from an early age given you were masturbating from the age of two. So you're a little bit of an exception rather thinking, than the rule. I was thinking about things. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, I, th- so I think that brainwashing is a little bit deeper and that's why like, yeah. it's a little bit harder to work outside of. Well, I think too, what, what it caused for me then was I, then I started to resent this sort of world of femininity, the pink, the purple, the princesses, because I was like, you women cannot be serious. You girls cannot be serious that you don't like blue and green at least as much as you like pink and purple. And so it made me like devalue pink and purple. No, there's shades of pink and purple. They're absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And once I... You're wearing a vaguely pinkish purple shirt right now. Well, I hate this color actually, but we did (laughs) get it for planting trees and I needed to borrow a shirt. Anyway... Smells like the girl. So, um, all planted trees together. Yeah. God damn. You call me gay as fuck sometimes, but that's the same I wasn't gay. I am the gayest person. I know. I'm just homophobic against myself, but it doesn't mean that I'm not. It's so fucked up. (laughs) Why? It's so fun just to like embrace it. Well, I enjoy homophobia. (laughs) It's for fun. Oh, Jesus. This is who I am in my heart. So I just kind of like allow it to. It's a shadow self, but we can laugh at it because then it keep, keeps me in touch with other people's dark hearts. And so that I can understand and empathize with them. I keep those parts of me alive. That's what we're going to say. <laughs> yeah. If St. Peter has some interview questions. <laughs> Look, I only I, held the hate so I could empathize. I held it so I could empathize so that I could Trojan horse my way into them and change their hearts from the inside. Not okay? because it felt good. <laughs> it's just because it happens to feel good to ultimately be doing the Lord's work. Um, you know, yeah. Here's... <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if there really was a heaven and hell? No. <laughs> you think it's no good? <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's not a good outlook, man. Dude, speaking of which, this is probably going to have to be bonus content, but um, well, I'll still say the girl, but because I don't know if we can put this in at all, I'll really have to ask. But um, the girl has had an abortion, which my first time ever dating someone who'd had an abortion. Um, and it was interesting because you know how I have like strong Mormon feelings, like like gut level reactions and stuff regarding abortion. No. Oh, it's just like that spooky more. Like if I, like I'm not sure I could ever do it. Um, even like a rape baby or something like the health thing, you know, okay, maybe, but like, because I don't know that my brain could handle it because of the Mormon brainwashing, we'll call it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, I, 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 
the intrusive thought, like I could have a mental breakdown, I think, if I had an abortion. Like that's how, but in other people, you know, of course I'm theoretically and intellectually very pro-abortion in most cases, like as in most pregnancies should be aborted. <laughs> let's, let's get the population down so that we can litter without worrying about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like a guy who did a so TED talk on that. That was one of the selling points in his TED talk was like, guys, if we got down to a hundred thousand people on this planet, we could litter without worrying about it. I was like, tight man, <laughs> sick. That's good. Great value system. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's, uh, what was I talking about? You uh, oh, the girl. breakdown so of an abortion. Yeah. And so, you know, and I would, I would drive anyone to get an abortion and, and help pay for anyone who needed, you know what I mean? Like if, okay. <laughs> I love how you're like, you're like, look guys, I, for me, it's not for me, but I'll, I'll fucking abort the baby for you. I want you, know? you guys to abort yeah. your babies because, you know, most of you, I mean, if you, if you're like good parents with great genes, please have a baby, but, um, most people shouldn't exist. You know, the, th- the souls are getting spread a little thin, it seems. The soul quality is lowering the more people there are. Um, JK. But anyway, so she had this abortion. So the point of all of the feelings thing is just that, like, I didn't know how I would react. Um, you know, not that I'd ever thought about it, but, like, it was interesting to watch myself react and be like, huh, this is how I'm reacting to this news. And it's just like, of course she needed to abort that loser's baby. You know, she was way too young and he's a loser and he shouldn't be, his genes shouldn't be spreading on, quite frankly, but the sounds of this guy. I mean, most, most penis people's genes shouldn't. Um, that's a new thing of mine is that I think only about 10% of men should be able to propagate their genes. Um, but anyway, so this morning I was asking her about her boobs and like when they started growing, like, like at what age or whatever. Um, and she was saying that they didn't really come in until college very much and then she was like oh and actually it was it was when I got pregnant that they started getting bigger and, so, and you know she has like a six to seven week abortion but like there her she has like mom boobs from that pregnancy so it is kind of like a little option a little life hack if your boobs aren't <laughs> quite big enough you can totally just get oh pregnant and then abort a six to seven <laughs> baby <laughs> Just get that dose of hormones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, maybe you could just take estrogen instead of getting uh, pregnant and then aborting a fetus. Maybe that would work, too, if you wanted bigger boobs. Yeah. Oh, well, fine, fine, fine. Could be less expensive. Well, no. But no, actually, I don't know if that would work. I think, like, probably pregnancy has something triggering, like, straight to the boobs, you know? Straight to the boobs, because that milk starts building. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's just the estrogen. I think the milk starts kind of uh, building up. Remember when you asked me about sucking on nipples and if yeah. it comes out? What if there's, like, some dead baby milk? <laughs> you just suck your dead baby milk. I'm That's sucking that dead baby's out. milk out of her nipples when I suck really hard. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's hot. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> dude i want to dude i feel like i'm eating that soul <laughs> that was the milk um, that was the milk to feed that <laughs> baby <laughs> so i kind of want to do baby jokes milk's about my this favorite <laughs> i, I kind of want to talk about this on stage but it's gonna probably be particular shows <laughs> oh yeah you're not busting that out anywhere you'll get banned i'll get I, maybe i got banned for that bullshit oh, or banned yeah. kicked off 
Yeah, I would definitely clear that joke with that person first if I'm ever involved in one of her projects. Hey, I'll be so like, my, uh, I do have this one bit about the benefits sucking of the abortion. soul of a dead baby out of my girlfriend's nipple. Uh, and the soul is contained within the milk that would have fed that baby. Is that cool with you? That's is that kind of fly? is that something your I feel audience like it's might be pretty into? much a feminist statement? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a statement, <laughs> not just because it's funny. <laughs> it's definitely a statement. <laughs> definitely a statement. <laughs> That's a really useful thing. It really is. That's um, it's a statement. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back with some more fun shit. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you like the podcast and want to leave us a review, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review like this one. Uh, I enjoyed the review from Creamy Pussy, five stars. It's called Oh Yeah, Just Like That. Excellent and thought-provoking content that can make anyone, no matter what your fetish is, feel a little less alone and a little turned on. Wink. Perfect. Give us more stuff like that. Yeah. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and uh, drop us a review. Thanks. So last night I had to put together an outfit I never thought I would have to put together. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like I. So Adrian uh, proposed to Jess, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to put together a, what do I wear to this secret, very public but like secret to Jess proposal of my partner. Mm-hmm. It was weird things. So the first outfit that I put together. It was at a place that like we were going to and I like wanted to look like kind of good, not like too good, but like sexy and fun and like mm-hmm. casual. And like I put together an outfit that I love that like I had this like fucking tank top on with like no bra. It was a and tiny, it was tiny, tiny like, little piece of I know. fabric. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck yeah, I look fucking great in this. I know, yeah. And then I was like, but is this appropriate for a proposal? <laughs> like, is this going to be my like girl, Jess's my parents person. are going to be there and like. Uh-huh. but i was like but again maybe like you know it is like a fun like hip cool place like i should maybe i could like it fly be like very appropriate and like i'd be like a cool girl and i was like no let, you know let's just tone it down tone it down a little bit but and i did i found a good outfit but then you and kate or you and the girl mm-hmm. god you and the girl like uh got home and I was like, okay, well, let me ask, <laughs> let me ask your opinion on this. And like, I came down and like the girl was like, I mean, that is a great top. Like, I really love that top, but like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe don't do that. Like maybe this night isn't about you. Yeah. And it's also just like, but it's one of those moments I really had to double check myself because sometimes like with these clothes, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know if it is like appropriate or not, or like with, fashion and trends changing all the time maybe what used to be like a thing you could never wear or something like this would now be like a very appropriate casual thing and like when you were living as a man did you spend much time with your shirt off around people oh yeah so that's the thing it's like you have like maybe a different kind of feeling about showing your body no well yes and no so uh i mean i'm still i'm having i have to get used i would i'm used to like i used to be fine just taking my shirt off but like there's a difference when you're both showing and not showing Mm -hmm. so like it was different like when i was just like working outside or doing something with my shirt off as opposed to like 
living as a woman when I wear like a, like that really skimpy like shirt with like mm-hmm. it's cut very low like down to my sternum right mm-hmm. uh, like kind of tank toppy thing that that act of both showing something and not showing yeah. something is is more intense to me than mm-hmm. just taking my shirt off and also just because I have fucking tits now right. you know it just feels different like um it's, and and because it is involving like my femininity it does make me more uncomfortable right mm-hmm. like yeah 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 just so. interesting but it's a thing that i've you know it's like i can either be uncomfortable with like wearing shit like this or uh and like not wear it or i can be hot <laughs> I'm going to pick that because it's like, you you look good. Like, you feel weird for a second, but after a second, you're like, no, like, I fucking, I look good. I know I look like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you put it's on not the easy. more reasonable outfit. Put on the more reasonable <laughs> outfit, you know. I did get lots of compliments on it. and looked pretty great. I, had, I was rocking a nice 1970s look. But it was wild to watch uh, my partner propose to... There. My metamore and they're like long term girlfriend, like Yeah. Nuts. Had a lot of feelings I didn't think I was gonna have. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it, it's it, it's weird to like have like go into a thing with a lot of logic behind like your like feelings mm-hmm. and then to feel your feelings just override that logic. It's just like, well, we get what you are saying. We get the reasoning behind why this shouldn't be like a deal to you, but fuck that. Like you're, you're fixing to have yeah. all these. Yeah. And so, yeah. because there's this thing in the poly community called uh, compersion mm-hmm. and compersion is when you, get a pleasure or happiness or a a good sensation from seeing your partner have enjoyment with somebody else or you have happiness with somebody else. Right. right? Not just like in a cucky sexual way, but just like you see them smile at somebody and they're smiling back, you know, they're having like, you feel this like loving, they have this great sense of pleasure, right? This great, like, yeah. And so I have that with like, Jess and Adrian nice that I have a lot of compersion when I like feel a lot of that when I like watch them together um and so I was expecting this to be that mm-hmm. right I was like oh man like this, this is gonna be, be great for me too because I, I love them and I love their relationship and like I've known this is coming for a long time and I'm excited for them to like do this like they seem like people who would be great in a marriage together mm-hmm. right and I'm, we get there and it happens and it's beautiful and I cry. Uh, and then like um, afterwards, we're all hanging around and it's fine. I'm letting them talk and say like, you know, congratulations to everybody. And then, um, you know, I'm talking to all their friends and then we all leave. And like as I'm going home, I just get this like like this like wave of like jealousy mm. like intense jealousy sure. and it and i knew, i was like why what the fuck like i i didn't see this coming because now you're driving home alone no but i didn't see myself being jealous hmm. but the what it was was like it's not just like a jealousy of either one of them though but it's like when you watch two people that you have like this type of relationship with get to have that moment like I, I mean, you know, I have all these wedding fantasies in my head, and so it's not even them. Yeah. Like, you could replace, if it, it could be, 
me dating anybody, but it's just like getting to watch somebody I'm that close with get to have this moment that I think about having all the time where it's just like, fuck, like I want that. Like, why do you get to have that? And I don't. It's like, well, cause they fucking love each other. <laughs> it's like, shut up logic. You know, you're, just you're like, quite young. I know, but it's, it was, it's just wild because it's the first time I think that like, I've been in a place where I like, where I'm old enough that it's a thing that's not outside the realm of possibility in my mind anymore. So like, no, I'm just saying like before, before, like, I think I was, you know, 26 shit. I'm 26. So like before this, like last year, it was when it really kind of first started to be a real possibility. I would never consider getting married. I would never in a million years, like in my early twenties have been like, yeah, I'm going to say yes. And it's like, no, you're not, I'm not going to like settle down right now. I'm not doing that. 25, I was kind of like, well, I mean, it seems nice, but probably not for like another three or four years at minimum, right? And like now it's the same type of thing where it's like, it would have to be somebody I meet now or like a year from now and then we date for three years or something. Mm -hmm. And that was it. But so like I, but I'm at a place where that's a thing that I'm, I want, right? At some point. And so this is the first time I've seen that happen Mm -hmm. with somebody being at this point and in a relationship with them where I get this joy from it and kind of vicariously have this experience of seeing this happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like, yeah, it's been a whirlwind of emotions. I just hadn't, I I didn't expect it was kind of, it kind of felt like having not like done like any hard drugs in a while and then just like trying to jump straight back in like Mm -hmm. you had, and then like nothing was going to be, you weren't gonna have to ramp back up to like knowing how to like take four hits of acid again or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like I got swept such a way. Like, what did you think? Was you thought you were just gonna walk through this like it was nothing? You yeah. thought you weren't gonna feel anything with all that estrogen coursing through your body? You're at a wedding. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> or you're at a proposal, whatever. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's been wild because I don't really get jealous of like I don't get I haven't had a whole lot of jealousy in this relationship. You know? Yeah. Like, the I've had, like, I want the same type of thing as you, or I want, like, if they're doing a thing together, and I'm like, oh, I would like to kind of do that also activity-wise. And I've also had, like, a, you know, something's happening to one of them, and it's like, oh, I would like that also. Yeah. But it's never been a jealous type of, like, I want that also. It's just, like, yeah. mental note. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that it was like a truly kind of jealous feeling. You got a little wedding fever, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean that's really what it is. If, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you got all this estrogen in you. Now you're 26, and now you got a little wedding fever. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. No, I didn't do a great job <laughs> <laughs> dealing with it personally. Go get him, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm fucking going to this burn, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I know I'm supposed to be going for like the experience of just like love and happiness and everyone in decommodification. Everyone's just like, you know, getting to experience like this wonderful thing together. But really, I'm just like, yeah, but like, I'm feeling, I'm really looking for an orgy. Yeah. Like, I want, like, there's enough of us going. That it feels inevitable. Like, 
I've fucked four of the like six people that are going with me and the other two that I haven't fucked. I'm like, I'm just getting the vibe that like, maybe that's the thing you're in by like, I'm yeah. I feel like you're y'all also want to fuck. And mm-hmm. those two have also fucked these yeah, four before. Yeah. And there are other, and there's a bunch going to be ecstasy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, are you telling it me? sounds like an orgy. Are you telling me we're not gonna, we're not gonna all fuck outside. That's going to be so awesome too. Congratulations. I don't want to, I see, I see, I can't, I can't try and orchestrate too much. It's got to be a, yeah, you know, a flowy thing, but it's going to be so hard because I'm just like, y'all, I know we're going to like build to that moment on Saturday night, but like, why don't we just all be honest with ourselves <laughs> for a second? Some people like Wit- a little romance and Witten mystery. Witten an opening night orgy <laughs> and then a closing night orgy really yeah. be the best decision because then we have the first one with the excitement of we're here and we get to like do this together and that's a bonding experience we have that we get to carry through the weekend as we learn each other more and then we get to have round number two mm, where slightly we more improve, yeah, improve <laughs> on ourselves and like have like learn people better mm-hmm. yeah it's a good point yeah these really should be double orgy affairs <laughs> these events mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you're supposed to i okay okay i can't make too much fun of this right now or make too much fun of it publicly but i want to rip on this hippie shit so hard but it's like so one of the like community like <laughs> things or like tenants uh-huh. or whatever you're supposed to adhere to is you know you bring like gifts right because you just know money uh-huh. and you're just like give freely um and so everybody brings like a thing that they contribute and some people do art and like bring like art and some people you know bring food some people bring substances and some some people bring performances and that's what they give to the community and so i'm having to come up with like a fucking thing to bring but like part of me like i just got my viagra prescription filled (laughs) And I'm thinking I'm just going to like, Viagra well, I'm thinking I'm either going to yeah walk around and give out Viagra pills or I also thought it'd be funny. If like, what if I just like kind of, I'm sure this isn't healthy, but like kind of just continually dosed myself on Viagra. Oh, so I just walked around with a rock card dick. I'm like my gift, Is my a, dick. You, a dick. You can do whatever you want with it. You want to paint it. You just want to like bat at it. It's not going away. <laughs> <laughs> my gift like, is, is this, my girl dick. Is my, my girl hard, dick? My rock hard girl dick. <laughs> um, I would make I just, sure. I just bring... wear like a pink skirt around so with no underwear, so it's just bring clearly it. rock hard. But there's a curtain hanging around it, right? So you can't see it. Oh if you want, it, you got to daintily like pull the curtain, just pull oh it God. back. Gross. <laughs> Uh, uh, can I suck your girl dick? I mean, yeah, if you want. It's, it's not going yours. anywhere. It's a gift Honestly, for you, it's hun. been hard for 26 hours. It's numb at this point. Yeah. I can't feel it. Have at it. A little this bit of blood you. starts to dribble uh, out Jesus, the end eventually. Yeah, it's, not <laughs> it's like not a bloody awesome. nose. Like my dick's having a seizure. Mm, I would just give out the Viagra to others. Let's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Well, I kind of need it because like, if there's that orgy. Uh-huh. Oh, unless well, we're on ecstasy, then I'm not going to take Viagra on ecstasy. I don't know if this is an urban legend or not, but I heard that like if you take Viagra on ecstasy, like you, it's like super hard, if not like impossible, to get a boner again. Which sounds a little extreme. Yeah, it's like supposedly it rewires like your brain enough to where it's like, yeah, it was just like that much pleasure and feeling like your brain has to have that combination. But or without Viagra again. I don't know if that's... I, if I it can't know. be 100% true. Kids, at least Google it before you take Viagra and ecstasy together. 
Yeah. Probably just don't. It sounds bad for your heart, quite frankly. I know, like increased blood Jesus flow. Christ. But at the same time, it is more difficult to get hard when you're rolling. Yeah. So maybe when you're 85, do it. But mm. yeah, no, I'm just saying it makes sense why you would take Viagra. It makes sense, but it seems really unhealthy. Yeah. I might. Just Google I might it. roll those dice a little bit, dude. Because no. I don't have the full. I don't have. I don't have like the full big Viagra tablets. Just please Google it. I mean, I'm going to. Okay. But here's the thing: it's like a, a regular Viagra tablet is 100 milligrams, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Uh-huh. There's there's a whole lot. My doctor hooked me up with this dope same thing, generic prescription, but they come in 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come in, uh, yeah, 20 milligram tablets. Mm-hmm. So like you can, he, and it's like, it says to take two to five. So yeah, they're to the full, yeah. but like, I'm thinking like if I'm rolling and I just need a little pick me up, just pop one. Yeah. But just you make know. sure, you know, just make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, if, <laughs> if you can't join sex, can't enjoy sex anymore, what's going to become of this It's not podcast? worth it. Yeah, I know. It's not going to be. <laughs> Austin, it's so <laughs> much material. Oh, yeah. So gone. So, uh, but I'm excited. I'm also excited because, like, here's the thing. It does seem like an ideal situation for an orgy for me because um, I'm going to be doing drugs all weekend. And I'm not, so I'm not going to be eating a lot. So I'm going to be super clear. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so nice when I don't have to worry. Because I don't care about, like, there actually being shit, like, on somebody or getting on somebody. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the feeling of having, like, shit inside me while someone's fucking yeah, me, right? Because I've dated a lot of people that are like, I don't care if there's a, like, a little something in there. Like, that's totally fine. I'm like, I know you don't care, but, like, it just feels weird for me. Like, the actual feeling of it in there. Yeah, so, if I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm not going to eat a lot, you know, Thursday. I'm going to eat, like, very minimum, lots of veggies. Friday, probably just eating. Yeah, and then just go to, like, some PB&J, like, diet type shit and, like, try not to eat a lot. Trip some acid. <laughs> on like on like Friday and then like Saturday, you know, just a, a little bit of egg, maybe a little bit of PB and J. Some juice. Some no, juice. that's gonna no, run something. right through me then. And oh, then well, I thought if there was no food in there, it wouldn't matter. No, just have a day to like. No, it'll make it worse if your stomach's empty. Some juice will like whoosh, clear you, you know. Hmm. But you know, let that digest for a day and then take Molly or ecstasy. I don't know which that night and be good good to go get some nice (laughs) because i'm just like how it's just rare you get a bunch of people around wanting to like fuck at the same time and there's just so many things i've always wanted to have done to me like you know like i want two people to hold my arms down while two other people like spit roast me you know i want Mm -hmm. like that would be amazing Mm -hmm. yeah are like the combinations mm-hmm. like the spit roasting people are also like sucking some people's dicks or eating some people's pussies out like mm-hmm. <sighs> and then someone should be like in the back painting all of this probably that'd these hippies yeah these hippies like, that'd be fun <laughs> uh, also just you know i love it when there's a have you ever been around just a large group of naked people um yes but we weren't all fucking what were you doing? Just a sauna? Uh, no, I mean, like, the only time I've probably ever really been around a lot of naked people because I've never done those saunas because I'm not comfortable with my body was, like, this one party 
in college where we were playing a game that required essentially that everyone just take off their clothes at some point. So we were all just like, okay, we'll be naked. But I think that's probably the only time I've ever been around a lot of naked people. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just so, it's such a... I avoid those because I hate my body. See, they, they've they made me love my body more. Yeah, I should probably get in. No, I know. It would be probably very therapeutic for me. I just haven't done that yet. Yeah. I mean, it's been a new thing for me, too. But just like... I mean, I mean, you know, I talk shit on the hippies a lot, but it they do good for the self-esteem when, like, you're around people that are just positive and compliment you a lot. And if you're all just naked together while that's happening, you start to believe it, and it's really nice. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Heard. Like, I, I definitely felt like my inner, like, cynic resisting it for a while and being like, like, can't believe they're always fucking complimenting. Like, why am I angry at compliments right now? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, what, what kind of psychology is deep? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, excited gotcha. for that. Excited for that body positivity, man. Ready just to be around a bunch of people. Just a bunch of flesh. I need to do just that. a bunch of meat sacks laying on other meat Oops. sacks. Oh, I'll say meat <laughs> sacks. Jesus. Yeah. All right. So, well, this is a really silly fetish. Um, okay. It's Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, Tetris is a fetish. How? So many ways. Wait, wait, wait. Remember okay. when I'm supposed to guess? Oh, yeah. We haven't like done, we done this. in a minute. Yeah, we, you know, this is pretty pretty. We've got some weird fetishes lately. <laughs> yeah. Tetris is a real fetish. Okay. Um, it's a thing that people are definitely into. Well, you could definitely masturbate with a shape like those blocks. So that's something. Um, you could have some tetris no i really don't i really don't have a, a good read on this okay so i mean there's different ways to take it so the first and most creative way i think is there's people that are into like drawings of tetris blocks that have been anthropomorphized oh, of course and are like fucking each like other like furries but and, like for tetris. fitting together do they people ever dress up like little blocks and fuck I, I think I've seen one picture. I can't remember if I can't remember if it was strictly sexual or not. It might have just been like a costume, like the squares fucking the L. Yeah, or something like that. But so there is that. You know, people get into it that way. Um, but people are also super into watching Tetris be played. Yeah, okay. and like the anticipation of a Tetris. You're just masturbating to someone watching playing Tetris. Yeah, well, because, you know, like, they're really good, like, their playing style, like, the music, really the ambiance, that set. Well, it does get very, like, you have to be so quick once you're at the yeah. high levels. You have to be so, like, good at it and smooth and mm -hmm. dexterous. So yeah. It's just the excitement of, is he going to land stick the landing on this yeah. move? And, and like, how's he going to get out of this tight There's spot? a whole little building phase to it where it's like, you know, sometimes you just get one or two lines, but that's not an official Tetris. Yeah. An official Tetris oh, is, no, like, at least four. Yeah, right? My dead so, brother was very good at Tetris. My mom pretty good, but my brother was like very good. That's so funny. Well, if he were alive today, maybe he'd have women masturbating as he played Tetris. Yeah, That's I mean, a sweet thought. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> as it's just like scrolling down, finally get it. You're just like, oh, fucking Tetris. <laughs> 
A fucking Tetris. I would love the idea. Oh, fucking I feel Tetris like, daddy. Dude, if my brother like had one of those, like a channel. A Tetris daddy. If he was a Tetris daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Your dead brother. And, a, Tetris and a bunch daddy? of girls and boys, you know, were jerking it <laughs> to him. I would be so proud of him. Uh, I just really wish I had gotten more chance to like bro out with my brother about women and stuff. Oh, dead Tetris daddy. <sighs> yeah. R.I.P. Dead Tetris daddy. R.I.P. Tetris daddy, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, he probably would have dusted off the keyboard but if it became a name. Why not? You know, he'd yeah. be a cam boy doing Tetris. You can get tipped for that a bit. Mm-hmm. If he enough had people like, are into it. Uh, not safe for work, like Twitch channel. A Twitch, yeah. 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 Can you get tipped on that? Like those. Yeah. People will like pay to watch you play. That's sick. Shit, yeah. We should play. I, well, I want to do it with us, but for porn. Yeah. How does watch that us work? commentate porn. We just can't. Is, is there a Twitch no. channel for that? You can do that on Twitch? I don't know. We have to look into like the streaming rights if we're making money off of other people's shit. But like, I see. It's like, anyhow. Or we can make our own porn. It's in the works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Tetris. I think I'm going to get into it. Hey, why not? Fucking Tetris all up in my butthole. I probably I'll could. Fucking Tetris in it. <sighs> I mean, there's no reason I couldn't come to that. And I could make that. I could make that excitement part of the like, journey for are me. Are you going to put the L in? I'll put the L in. Put I wouldn't be L saying so things fast. like that, but just... Oh, fucking... Uh, yes. Just kind of... Uh, fucking kinda Tetris. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking get that Tetris. <laughs> well, uh, how about Wario? Uh, Tetris. Tetris. Oh, I mean, you can get... Because there are all sorts of different Dr. themes. Mario. There is the classic Tetris, go. but they're different like Tetris skins, you know. You know, yeah. you can like pick different layouts and color schemes for Tetris. There's different... Bin- right, but there has to be a big Dr. Mario, um, you know... Are you just talking about video community? games in general? No, that Tetris game that was like Mario. You remember the one that was Tetris but Mario? Dr. Mario. Was it, was it Tetris based? Yeah. The whole thing's that. Tetris, but just oh. Mario looking. That's hot. Yeah, I'm telling you. There's oh, a lot fucking of Daddy Mario. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking put the pill in me. No, it's just pills, but there was the same <laughs> Give me some lewds. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dr. Oh, that Mario. That was a Bill Cosby game that whole time. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. Oh, God, Ariel. <laughs> it was such a good fetish of the week. What are you talking You're the one who brought up lewds. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, they were just trying to let us know. That was a canary in the gold mine about <laughs> Cosby. What's wrong with saying that? Uh, <laughs> On the side of good. Okay. Well, I think it'll be good. Want to watch the Cosby show tonight? No. <laughs> I want to watch Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big asses. Woman of Size is plus size, Latina, flawed, curvy, curvy, thick, clean, queer, fat, black, disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.